Hello there. Welcome to the How to Market Your Horse Business podcast. I am Denise Alvarez, your host, and I'm so glad that you're here with me today. I know that I say that at the opening of every episode, and I just want you to know that it's true. I do not take it lightly that you are here listening because I know that as a horse business owner, you are being pulled many directions. And so I'm honored that you're spending your time listening to the podcast, and I hope that it has been helpful to you in your horse business. And if it has, I would so love to hear from you. As you know, the why I have talked about this on the podcast is so important to every business owner. And I'm a business owner just like you. And you, my friend, are my why, helping horse business owners like you. So if the podcast has been helpful, would you shoot me a note on the website? Would you leave a review on Apple Podcasts? Let me know in social media. Just let me know what's been helpful so I can continue to do that for you here. So... Just in case we are new friends, though, I will, as always, share just a bit about me and my business, Storm Lily Marketing. So through that, I get to help horse business owners like you convert your website visitors into your customers. I do that through coaching, through website design and content, as well as email marketing strategy and implementation, and my monthly membership where I help you DIY your social media. And I do all of these things, friends, because I do want to help serve you so that you can be out doing more of what you love to do, working with the horses that you love so much. I know that marketing may not be on the top of your list, whether it's because you don't have time or because you don't enjoy it or because you don't understand it. So here on the podcast, I want to give you step-by-step strategies and basic how-tos so that you can not only see what's possible for your horse business, but also so that I can help you to make it happen. So today we are continuing our talk about advertising. Now, again, as I shared last week, the questions that I shared last week in episode 42, the things we're going to share today, these apply to any horse business because you're going to filter them through what works for you, through what your goals are and what you need in your audience and all those things we talked about last week. So in case you did not listen to episode number 42, I will link to that in the show notes, of course, which will be stormlily.com slash 43, because this is episode number 43. But last week on the podcast, we talked about some specific questions for you to ask yourself before you start advertising so that you can really get the most bang for your buck and get a return on that investment. So today on the podcast, we are talking about the top four advertising methods that any horse business owner should consider. Now I am saying consider because I really believe a customized approach is best, meaning what works for your business may not be what works for the neighbor down the road. And so I think it's important to know that. And so to look at these things through the filter of what you answered last week in episode number 42 and those important questions. Okay. So of course, there are a ton of ways that you could advertise your horse business. And so I've narrowed it down to four methods just to make this doable for you. But please know that I am not suggesting that these four are the only ones that work or the only ones that are available to you. Okay. All right. So let's go ahead and jump in, shall we? Number one, the first advertising method to look at is social media. Now that could be Facebook ads, it could be Instagram ads, it could be LinkedIn, it could be YouTube. You get where I'm going with that, right? It depends on your audience. Now here are some of the benefits though. One of the great things about social media ads is how quickly you can put them together. 
I mean, my goodness, Facebook and Instagram especially will let you boost the post right there. Now, obviously, there are some people I have heard say they don't like to boost a post because they've seen a negative impact. But there are also some Facebook people that I follow, some specialists and ads that I follow that are not anti-boosting just to get a feel for what's working and what's not. So don't be afraid of that. But also, you know, do a little homework if you want to. But the point is, it's pretty quick and you can get in front of a fair amount of people. And it's also cost effective, right? So if you have a post that you've created, it's already getting traction on social media. That is what I want you to boost because you're going to get more bang for your buck because you know that that post is something that people are already finding engaging and interesting. And if the people that see your page and have liked your page are your ideal customers, then you know those are the right people. And so you can even tell Facebook or Instagram, yes, I do want to show this to a similar audience and they will do that. And so I want you to consider if you have a post that you're wanting to boost, look for the ones that are getting the most traction. Okay. All right. Now there are some challenges, of course, with social media advertising. One is um, it can be a little bit overwhelming if you're really wanting to get into Facebook ads manager and all of that. And so that's why I'm saying considering starting out you could boost, but certainly there are some great people out there who specialize in Facebook ads and you can tell them exactly what you're wanting to get out of it. Uh, It's going to be very important that you have that answer to who is your target audience, who are you wanting to reach? So those questions from last week will feed into that. Uh, You can also, the really cool thing about social media is you can do what's called a warm audience. So you can tell that Facebook and Instagram, I want the people who have already liked my page or who have already engaged with my post in the past 90 days to see this ad. So it's not going to be the first time they've heard of you. And so that's another benefit. So that's why I think it's important for us to at least consider. Now, of course, there's YouTube as well. Now, I know for a lot of horse business owners, they utilize YouTube quite a bit. Because of course, when your audience goes to search how to do XYZ with my horse, videos are often the most helpful. So they're going to be on YouTube. So do not forget that as an option as well. All right. Okay. So number one, I want you to consider advertising with social media. Number two, look at different associations or groups where your people are hanging out. Who's your target audience and where are they? Remember that question? Well, this is why. Because if you know, for example, that you serve a group that is specific to barrel racing, right? Then maybe advertising with the National Barrel Horse Association is where you need to go. See what options are there, right? Maybe you need to look at a specific breed. Are you serving a specific breed? It doesn't mean that's the only one, but is there a breed that you're serving where you could advertise with them? Perhaps they have an e-newsletter and you can put an ad there with a link to your website or maybe on their website, they have a place for scrolling ads or even better, maybe you could do a paid editorial where you provide information that is helpful to their membership, but you, you pay to get in front of them, but the membership is going to be more likely to read that information because it's educational. And then by way of that, you are still advertising your business. The point I'm trying to make here is that associations are a great place to go because they are targeted for your audience. And you can get so specific. Like I said, whether it is breed or discipline, you can get very specific in the world of horses. Now, at the same time, you can also consider some local groups, right? So perhaps 
There are saddle clubs that you can be a part of. Maybe there's pony club gatherings where you can go and that's where your people are hanging out. So think about specific associations and specific groups that you can advertise with. Now, the next one may surprise you a little bit, and it is podcasting. Not to do your own podcast, but to look for opportunities where you can be a guest on a podcast. As you know, because you are here listening, podcasts are a great way to connect with a new potential customer or a new audience member, right? I just started this podcast last year, and now look where we are. I have so many of you, my new podcast friends, and it's because advertising on podcasts can work, and it's because doing it in a way that serves, as we have talked about before, it serves first. So there are a few different ways that you can advertise on podcasts, right? So you could pay to be the pre-roll ad or the mid-roll or post-roll. So that just means, so if you're listening to a 20-minute podcast, the pre-roll is that first thing they hear when they hit play. The mid-roll would be something in the middle of the podcast, and then post-roll would be at the end. So you can pay for those ads. You can pay for the host of the podcast to read your ad, right, so that it's in the voice of the person they're used to listening to. Or you can pay for it to be a different kind where maybe it comes from you and you're saying hello to the listeners and you're sharing a story about your product or your service. So that's one way you can advertise on podcasts. Find out where your people are, what podcasts are they listening to, and then see about advertising in that way. Now, of course, usually when you do that, they will also link to you on their website or on their show notes the same way that I have show notes. Many podcasts have show notes where they will then link to your website as well. Now, another creative way to do this would be to see about being interviewed on a podcast, right? So we talked about that idea of serving and educating. And so go to where your people are and then say, reach out to that host and offer to provide information, offer to provide a tutorial. Do they have an advertising package that includes being on the podcast and advertising later on? So people are introduced to you through your interview, and then in the following three or four episodes, maybe they hear your podcast ads, right? So look for ways that you can make it a partnership so that it's that win-win like we talked about on a previous episode with Piper Clem. I will, of course, link to that into the show notes, but I had Piper on and she is with the Plaid Horse and she talked about the idea of making it a partnership when you're advertising with somebody. And that's a key thing here when you're considering advertising on a podcast. Think about it as a long-term relationship. Okay, so number three is podcast. Number four is local publications. I do not want you to forget, like I said, this is for any size of horse business. So for those horse businesses who are serving a local audience, I think that's awesome. And I want you to consider in our area, we have something called a kid's directory. And every summer they put out an issue that is focused on summer camps in the area. Well, if at your facility, if at your barn, you have summer camps, if you have riding camps, if you have, you know, one day clinics just for kids, those directories can be a really great place to get in front of those parents, which are your ideal audience to bring their kids into your camp, right? Also, you may have a local farm and home newspaper or an agricultural newspaper or maybe a parent's guide or a local business guide. 
think about, again, what are some creative ways that you can get in front of your local audience to let them know that you are in the area, let them know what products and services you have available and how you can best serve them. So again, it goes back to knowing your people, right? And knowing where they are, but definitely local publications can be a really good way to get in front of that ideal audience. Now, those are your four advertising methods I want you to consider. Now, there is a fifth bonus one that I didn't mention here. And it's only because I wanted to get you to think creatively. And I think that industry publications, especially we're so blessed in the equine industry, there are so many great high quality publications. And so those are great places to advertise as well. Now, of course, those often take a larger budget. So of course, you should be aware of that and know what your budget is going into it. But they may have some really unique packages that they could put together for you. So there's your bonus number five. I did not want to leave that one off, but I think that it's it's almost a no-brainer. I think a lot of people automatically will think of those industry publications, and I wanted to challenge you to think creatively, but I love our industry publications in the horse world. I think we're very blessed, and so I definitely want to give them a plug. As I mentioned, Piper Clem was on the podcast a few weeks ago, and I will link to her episode in the show notes, and there are many others, and so I definitely encourage you to build those relationships up as well. Here's what I will say. If you do decide to invest in an ad and when you do, then I want you to track its effectiveness, right? I want you to use a special promo code, right? Something that's easily trackable. So when they put this promo code in, maybe they get a certain percentage off. Maybe they get some sort of bonus thrown into their package, whatever it might be. But what that does is it gives you a way to track the effectiveness of your ad right? So perhaps it's a freebie in the special URL that you put together. You only put it out in that one publication. And then you can track how many people are using that URL. So there are a few different ways that you can do that. Obviously with social media and digital ads, you can use special links. But the point is, I want you to be able to track so that you can look at the end of the year and see what worked well. And then you can figure out for the next year what you want to do. Okay. All right. If you have any questions, as I have said before, I am always open to hearing from you and I love to hear from you. So feel free to go to my website, stormlilymarketing.com and get in touch. Let me know if there's anything that I can help you with. Perhaps you need help with a website, whether it's your content or you would just like somebody to audit it and tell you what improvements could be made to help you convert your website visitors into your customers. I would love to do those things for you. So visit me at stormlilymarketing.com. And in the meantime, be sure you have joined the email list and subscribe so that you can join me here every week for valuable and helpful and practical marketing information for your horse business. All right. Thanks so much for joining me here and I will see you again next week. 